And welcome to the second part of the PBL podcast for this day. Politics and brown liquor. E. Vandervliet here, your host with his trusted canine, Woody. Woof, as Woody goes. And in that one woof, Woody is saying, because Woody's a dog, he can't talk, to go to our website, thepblpodcast.com. Click on our YouTube link and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. I am on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, all those wonderful social media platforms with the handle the PBL Podcast. Uh, mainly on Twitter and TikTok. Do a lot of TikTok, and I know everybody hates TikTok. Well, not everybody, because I actually have a lot of fun on TikTok, and so do a lot of other people. A lot of conservatives on TikTok. I mean, a lot. But if you don't, if you're not comfortable, I get it. You can watch all of my TikTok videos on YouTube, and I'm getting about a million views a month. Again, not a lot in some schemes, but uh, that's a lot for me. So let's get into this. Over the weekend, the CDC reported some new numbers, and uh, they are causing quite the uproar. So here is an article from WGN-TV here in the wonderful metropolitan Atlanta area. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention released new data last week that depicts how many Americans who have died from COVID-19 also had contributing conditions. So according to the report, here it is. Here's the part that's got the left just going absolutely crazy. This has just got their heads exploding left and right. According to the report, only 6% of deaths have COVID-19 as the only cause mentioned, revealing that 94% of patients who died from coronavirus also had other health conditions and contributing causes. Mm -hmm. That's it. Game changer right there. What happens now? You come out of the Democrat convention. What was the one thing that they tried to wrap around Trump's next? All these coronavirus deaths, the 180 or so thousand of them now, as the left likes to highlight. Well, it looks like only 6% of those were directly caused by COVID-19 or the China virus. So the report reads in part, Table three shows the types of health conditions and contributing causes mentioned in conjunction with deaths involving coronavirus disease 2019, COVID-19. For 6% of the deaths, COVID-19 was the only cause mentioned for deaths without conditions or causes in addition to COVID-19. On average, there were 2.6 additional conditions or causes per death. You see that? Did you hear that? On average, there were 2.6 additional conditions or causes per per death. So are you starting to get the idea that we were sold a bill of goods? Yeah, th th we were. Here, here's some more from the uh, article I'm reading from. The CDC listed the following as the top underlying medical condition linked to coronavirus death. Now I'm going to read that sentence again, and then I'm going to read this list, okay? The CDC listed the following as the top underlying medical conditions linked to coronavirus deaths. And they are influenza and pneumonia, mm -hmm, the flu and pneumonia, respiratory failure, hypertensive disease, diabetes, vascular and unspecified dementia. Dare I say it? I'm going to say it. Look out, Joe Biden. Maybe that's why he's not on the campaign trail. It's one of the top things. Cardiac arrest, heart failure, renal failure, intentional and unintentional injury, poisoning, and other adverse effects. Well, that's a whole litany of stuff. And then the last one's my favorite, other medical conditions. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so 
the CDC explains that their data uses provisional death counts to deliver the most complete and accurate picture of lives lost to COVID-19. These numbers are based on death certificates, which the organization says are the most reliable sources or source of data. Death certificates reportedly contain information that is not available anywhere else and includes comorbid comorbid conditions, race and ethnicity in place of death. So here we have the CDC coming out saying only 6% of the deaths from coronavirus were just coronavirus. 94% of all deaths had under conditions, 2.6 additional conditions on average. And the left now will proceed to go crazy. Watch the reporting this week. The, the mainstream media is going to try to undermine this because they're going to basically say that these are still coronavirus deaths because even though 94% had 2.6 additional conditions, they're still coronavirus. They probably wouldn't have died without coronavirus is what we're going to be told. We're going to be told they're going to minimize this. And you know, they're, then they're going to say that this is the CDC given into pressure of President Trump. They're going to say that Trump made the CDC do this. You watch. These are the two underlying things that the media, the leftist media and the left, which I repeat myself, are going to say. They're going to say that Trump put the CDC up to this and that these were still China virus deaths. Okay, okay. They're not going to say the China virus. I added that in. They're going to say COVID-19, but they're going to do that. You're going to watch the left say that. Now, the question has to be, why? Why, why, why so many of these deaths are reported as coronavirus deaths? Why is corona on there and so many? You know, I was debating online some leftists this weekend, and I basically I made the flippant joke that you've got one incidence where a person died in a car crash and on this death was listed as coronavirus. And they were like, no, no, that's not. There is an incident down in Florida. There was somebody who died in a motorcycle crash and on the death, it was listed as coronavirus. And the governor, Governor DeSantis, questioned why that was. And they reversed course. Now, what this leftist tried to say was that the governor was the one who brought it up. They re Why did they? Re the governor brought it up because they reversed course. No, no, the governor brought it up and then they reversed course. So you have an actual case where they listed coronavirus death from a motorcycle accident. Why? Why? Why is it? You know, I, I, I said this before. In China, if you believe any of those numbers coming out of China as far as coronavirus, Chinese, China, uh, China virus deaths, Wuhan virus death, whatever you want to call it, I got some, I'm, I'm going to take you to the desert and sell you some sand because it's a hot commodity in the desert because there's very little of it. That's a joke. Bad one, but a joke. I mean, obviously the Chinese are going to lie. So you've got the Chinese government lies about the numbers to, to make the government look better, where here in America, we lie about the numbers for financial gain. Isn't that sad? And you're like, whoa, whoa, e, whoa, what do you mean by that? Okay, this is an article from USA Today, hardly a leftist rag, April 24th, 2020. Fact check. Hospitals get paid more if patients listed as COVID-19 and on or on ventilators. So here's, I want to read you the headline, so I'm not making sure I'm miscuing this headline. Fact check. Hospitals get paid more if patients listed as COVID-19, comma, on ventilators. So hospitals get paid more money from Medicare if the patient is listed as COVID-19, and they get paid even more money if they're on ventilators. Now, the ventilator piece is gone, right? You heard what, ha you know, we all saw the stories about New York where Cuomo was saying, we need ventilators, we need ventilators. And then like 90% uh, people who went on ventilators actually died. So you don't hear about the ventilators anymore because that doesn't make the, the, the left look good, doesn't make the right look bad. It actually makes the left look bad and the right look good. It, makes, it vindicates Trump. So ventilator stories went away. 
But the fact this is, again, USA Today, hardly a leftist rag. April 24th, 2020, they're basically telling you hospitals are getting paid more money from coronavirus deaths, COVID deaths. So why why are are, are all these listed on death certificates? Because and I get it's not the doctors. Don't don't look at a doctor and say, oh, look at you. You're just putting that down so you make more money. No, no, no. It's the administrators. It's people doing the paperwork. They know that if they list and, and, and hey, rightly so, I guess, right? Because if the patient had coronavirus, China virus, and they died from a motorcycle crash and they and they had the virus, they get tested, they have the virus, you put it down, they get more money from um, insurance. This is what's wrong with our medical industry. This is what's wrong with healthcare in America. Our, our healthcare providers do a phenomenal job. I mean, every day we have people in this country that um, provide outstanding care. But the financial piece of all this is all messed up. I mean, and that's what Trump is trying to address as well, too. But the left, you know, they fight him at everything. But this is what's wrong in America with our healthcare system. It's the insurance piece. I mean, why should be why should they get paid more if somebody has coronavirus? I get it. There's risk, right? Well, where did those risks come from? Who's who who laid out those risks? So now you've got the CDC kind of backtracking a little bit or actually maybe shedding some light on it and saying 94% of the coronavirus deaths in this country, that that figure the left loves to toss out, that 180,000 plus now loves to toss out, is completely bogus. Only 6% of coronavirus deaths are directly related to coronavirus. All the others had at least 2.6 other conditions involved. And you, you see what's wrong? Of course you do. Now, again, watch this week what the leftist media and the left, which are one of the same thing, are going to be saying is that Trump pressured the CDC and that those 94 percent still had coronavirus. But it's not going to work. People see through it. This is going to absolutely blow up in the left's face. Now, out of their convention, the one thing they had was the COVID-19 to bash Trump, saying he mismanaged it. Well, that narrative is being taken away from them. They'll still do it, but it has a much lesser, they'll be forced to acknowledge these CDC numbers. That is the beauty of it all because they won't have a choice but to talk about it and people are going to go, wait, what? And start seeing the real truth. Even though this is a presidential election, there are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president. So go to Ballot Ready for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. From there, you can compare candidates based on the stances on issues, biography, or endorsements, and then save your choice to use when you vote by mail or in the voting booth. You can even request your absentee ballot or make a plan to vote early or on election day. This election matters. So make sure you are ready and you vote and you vote informed. So visit go to ballot.org, enter your address to make sure that you vote and vote informed.
All right, let's move on. Let's talk about uh, um, the Jacob Blake shooting. Here's from the American Thinker. It says, facts emerging on Jacob Blake shooting contradict the narrative that sparked riots. Right. Like we didn't see that coming. You know, the same thing happened with George Floyd. You know, you don't. Why don't you hear the media talking about Rayshard Brooks anymore? What, what happened to that case? Oh, I know what happened to that case. The facts came out. OK, now we know when the facts come out is when these cases go away. But in the meantime, we've got uh, riots that have happened. We got people that are killed. Remember those two thugs that the kid Kyle Rittenhouse killed? And they were thugs, by the way. They were not good people. Uh, I'm not saying anyone deserves to die, but as more facts come out, and we'll get into this in a little bit, more facts come out from Kyle Rittenhouse or what he went through, what hit, what's happening in that shooting, more facts that come out kind of vindicate Kyle. Now, there are still some issues there, but I don't think what's going to happen to that kid uh, is is uh, going to be what the left thinks going to happen to that kid. I think the kid's going to come out of it okay uh, as best he can. I mean, this is not a good deal. Or, this is a tragic event for all involved, including him, but including the families of the people that are killed. I don't know anything about them, but all I do know those two that were killed were not good people. But anyway, George Floyd. I'm not, um, you know, the George Floyd thing. Apparently, you know. He had so much drugs in his system that that officer with his knee on his neck, you know, preventing him from breathing, that account has not been now been proven to be false. Uh, yet it is still embraced by nearly all of the media, the public and political figures, including Rudy Giuliani, who addressed it at the RSC, referring to, to unforgivable police killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis. Okay, this is from the article in American Thinker. The facts of the case have been suppressed with Minnesota's Attorney General Keith Ellison delaying their release. Hmm, wonder why. But we now have body cam footage of the entire encounter of Floyd in the medical examiner's report that indicate he had a fatal overdose of fentanyl. So that's, that's the first one. That sparked all of this. The guy was a drug addict. And now we got the riots in Kenosha based off of what happened with um, Jacob Blake. Okay, the, here's, here's from the article. The Kenosha police were called to a residence not to deal with the domestic dispute in which Jacob Blake was a peacemaker, but rather to arrest Blake. Did you hear that? They were called to arrest Blake. From the article, they were called by his girlfriend and the mother of, his, of three of his children. <coughs> Excuse me. The Wisconsin Department of Justice, which is investigating the shootings, writes, Kenosha Police Department officers were dispatched to a residence in the 2800 block of 40th Street after a female caller reported that her boyfriend was present and was not supposed to be on the premises. That's from the Kenosha Police Department about Jacob Blake. All right, from the article, that same female had made a complaint against Blake about four months ago that led to the issuance of a warrant for his arrest. Citing in the cited in the warrant were her allegations of trespass, domestic abuse, and sexual assault. There were some stark parallels to the situation facing the Kenosha Police Department in the current instance that led to Blake's shooting. So another false narrative, people. And what did this false narrative cost? Cost millions of dollars in damage and people who were killed and wounded. All right, so from the article, uh, this is quoted um, from the police officer, I believe, the police department. On May 3rd, 2020, Kenosha police officer uh, Riash, R-A-I-S, or R-A-I-C-S, 
C-H-E. Oh, I couldn't get that. Uh, in full uniform and operating marked squad car number 3343 responded to 2805 40th Street, Unit D, City and County of Kenosha, State of Wisconsin, for a report of an ex-boyfriend who had broken into the residence and stole vehicle keys, a vehicle and a debit card from the victim before fleeing. All right, they snipped this. LNB stated she was upset but collected herself and ran after the defendant out the front door and then realized her vehicle was missing. Mm -hmm. She ran back inside for a purse, which was on the kitchen counter, and checked it quickly, realizing her key to her truck, Ford Explorer 2002, a black individual key, and the only key for the vehicle and her Great Lakes debit card were missing. All right, so the police were called. And look what happened. Now, if you watch the, the updated, the new video, you see Blake fighting with police. You, it, and it's all right there. You see they're on the ground. They get, he gets up, walks away. They tase him. He still continues to walk. He gets and he goes inside of his car. The police have no idea what he's going for. They yell at him to stop, stop, stop. You know, whatever they say to him to try to get him to stop. And he continues to do it. Here's the timeline. The officers were dispatched to the location due to a complaint that Mr. Blake was attempting to steal the caller's keys vehicle. Officers were aware of Mr. Blake's open warrant for felony sexual assault before they arrived on the scene. Third degree. Mr. Blake was not breaking up a fight between two females when officers arrived at the scene. Something the media wanted you to know. That's a narrative the media gave you. The silver SUV seen in a widely circulated video was not Mr. Blake's vehicle. Mr. Blake was not unarmed. He was armed with a knife. We saw that in the video in his hand. We saw the knife in his hand. The officer did not see the knife initially. The officers first saw him holding the knife while they were on the passenger side of the vehicle. The main video circulating on the internet shows Mr. Blake with the knife in his left hand when he rounds the front of the car. The officers issued repeated commands for Mr. Blake to drop the knife. He did not comply. The officers initially tried to speak with Mr. Blake, but he was uncooperative. The officers then began issuing verbal commands to Mr. Blake, but he was non-compliant. The officers next went hands-on with Mr. Blake so as to gain compliance and control. Mr. Blake actively resisted the officer's attempt to gain compliance. The officers then disengaged and drew their tasers, issuing commands to Mr. Blake that he would be tased if he did not comply. Based on this non-compliance, one officer tased Mr. Blake. The taser did not incapacitate Mr. Blake. The officers once more went hands-on with Mr. Blake, again trying to gain control of the escalating situation. Mr. Blake forcibly fought with the officers, including putting one of the officers in a headlock. A second taser from a different officer then had deployed the initial taser, was then deployed on Mr. Blake. It did not appear to have any impact on him. Tased twice. Twice he was tased. Based on the inability to gain compliance and control after using verbal, physical, and lethal, less lethal means the officers drew their firearms. Mr. Blake continued to ignore the officer's commands, even with the threat of lethal force now present. So there you go. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Jacob Blake caused his own shooting. Jacob Blake allegedly now is paralyzed. He caused that. The officers did not. You know, this is all out of hand. And it sparked these riots. And now Kyle Rittenhouser, Rittenhouse, is a 17-year-old kid caught up in it. And the media narrative on that is also false. The media narrative on that was that this kid came across state lines with an assault rifle. No, he did not. An AR-15 uh, is not considered assault rifle. And I may have that 
I don't know if it's AR-15 or 14 he had. I don't know. I'm not a weapons expert. Please don't hold that against me or hold me accountable to that. But I do know what he had was not an assault rifle. And it was not his rifle. He got it from a friend. He did not bring it across state lines. He did not come specifically across state lines to get involved in this. He was actually there cleaning up graffiti. He is. He works in, a, in the area. I don't know specifically in Kenosha, but he works there as a lifeguard. He and some friends were cleaning up graffiti from the protesters. And I don't know. This is part I couldn't verify, but allegedly... A business asked for help. A car dealership asked for help protecting his business. And Kyle and his friend got their weapons and went to help protect this business. And it all escalated out of hand. Now, if you watch the videos, Kyle was being attacked. If you And I believe the videos are going to vindic vindicate Kyle. Where Kyle has a problem is he was 17 and there are some laws in the state. Wisconsin that prevents a 17 year old from carrying a weapon. Now this state has open carry laws, so it's legal to carry, but there's also um, a loophole in that law that anyone 16 or 17 can carry a weapon for certain things like hunting and such. Now this wasn't a hunting event, obviously, but that loophole, because as lawyers are saying that the law is not written very well is what's going to help him out. Now his legal team, he's got a, he's got the same legal team now that the kid in Kentucky, from Kentucky head. Uh, and here's where the media needs to be a little bit worried about Kyle Rittenhouse and their coverage of him. Here's the headline. It's from PJ Media. The next Nick Sandman defamed Com Covington kid's lawyer takes up the case of Kyle Rittenhouse. So the lawyer for Nick Sandman has taken up the case. This is L. Lynn Wood. So now he has a uh, the legal team that helped that kid in Kentucky win against the media when they defamed him. And they're working pro bono, from what I understand, to help Kyle out. So this Kyle thing is also going to fall apart. Again, the left are trying to vilify this person. Ayanna Presley, one of the squad members, also known as Lex Luthor, came out saying he's a white supremacist, came out saying he crossed state lines with a gun. All false. It's all false. But the left doesn't care about that. The leftist media doesn't care about that. What they care is propagating this false narrative that these are all Trump's fault. Everything is Trump's fault. Orange man bad. And it's all going to blow up in their face. So the coronavirus numbers, all bogus. You know, we got, now we have some context to it. Now that CDC has reported the context to it, we all we see now what we all have known. You're seeing the left go crazy with social distancing. Trump has a rally. Trump and in Trump's speech, people aren't wearing masks, so the left's going crazy about that. Jake Karen Tapper is basically going on and on about how they're not social distancing or wearing masks. And now we find out that six percent of the people that died, and it's like ninety two hundred people, were direct. Coronavirus deaths, China virus deaths were 94% was 2.6 other causes. Yeah. So it's all a false narrative and it's all happening right before the election. So, 
All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of the PBL Podcast. Woody thanks you. And as of course, Woody, uh, he wants you to get on our website, the PBLpodcast.com. Click on our YouTube link. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Thank you to those that have subscribed so far. We're going to be putting out all of our TikTok video on that so you can see our TikToks there. We're also going to be doing some other videos in the near future. So look for that. And once you subscribe, you'll get the notice that here they are so you don't have to miss anything. So thanks again for listening to this episode of the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. I'm your host, E. Vandervliet.